Do you like retro games? Check out the Nerd Cave Retro Podcast, hosted by Jason Robbins and Derek Diamond, where every week they review old games and cover the latest retro gaming news. Go to nerdcaveretro.com to join the Discord community. If you like the Open Micers Podcast, but you think I'm too handsome, check out the Jester's Court Podcast, hosted by my fat twin, Mr. Mike Evelyn found wherever podcasts are given away for free do you believe in ghosts ufos astral projections mental telepathy esp clairvoyance spirit photography telekinetic movement full trance mediums the loch ness monster and the theory of atlantis we are ready Ready to to believe believe you. you Join our spirited hosts, Carlos and Wally, as they investigate real ghost videos, discuss guest experiences, and research the real-life origins of some of our favorite horror movies with a dash of Ghostbusters news thrown in from the home office. So if you believe, if you don't, or you're somewhere in between, join us as we try to unravel the mysteries of the paranormal on Ready to Believe You wherever podcasts are available. We also want to shout out our other patrons, Jason Leonard, Tyler Arsenault, Derek Diamond, Old Rob himself, Robbie Hennig, Richard Werneth, and Nick W. Just drop that ass, bitches open micers in the house. Pop that pussy with that open micers logo in your mouth. Chase him with his bald ass head, Jacob looking in bread. Open micers, bitch, heard what I said. Drop that ass, drop that ass, open micers in the house. Drop that ass, pop that pussy, open micers in the house. Open micers in the house, open micers is a mouse. Drop that ass, pop that pussy, open micers in the house. The mic is now open. That's right. The mic is now open. My name is Jason Robbins. I'm Jacob Craig, and I haven't heard that version of the song in so long. It, it uh, took, caught me off guard a minute. Yeah, I figured I'd play a little something different this week. Play a throwback. <laughs> a, a throwback horrible theme song. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we're here with a host episode, and, and Jason, you were telling me something before we started recording about how your day's been what's going on with you buddy i'm not feeling great buddy i'm not doing good today i think i might have a a little touch of the food poisoning yeah and what gave you the food poisoning (laughs) soup soup (laughs) there it is you know it it be your own people it be your own people i know man we talk about soup like we have a t-shirt for the show hailing soup and the soup is what did me in the irony of it. The irony. I mean, we we are paid good money by Big Soup to be <laughs> soup sponsors of the brand yeah. of liquid. What is happening? And they bite us in the ass like this. I know it's the chunky Campbell's uh what was what did I say it was again? It was the chicken and dumpling. Yeah, it was the chunky chicken noodle soup Campbell's. Uh, it, it's it's staying chunky, let me tell you. <laughs> It's nice, dude. So, like, when did you know that you had full-blown food poisoning instead of just a touch of the Rhea? I don't think it's full-blown food poisoning because I haven't, like, you know, run a fever or vomited, but my stomach area has sure been upset for the last six or seven hours since lunchtime. I mean, was there anything wrong with the can? Like, was it out of date? No, not that I knew of. Also, too... Uh, I had a doctor's appointment this morning that I forgot about, so I had to leave work really quickly and go to my wellness exam this morning, and everything seemed okay. You know, my blood pressure's fine, weight's fine, um, but I do have to get a colonoscopy. <laughs> nice, dude. Look, you you should tell him to give you that juice now while you're in the middle of evacuating your Yeah, bowels. no shit. I'll be like, look, everything's gone right now. Just get on up in there. <laughs> right. There's nothing left. 
Have you ever had to have a colonoscopy before? No, this is my first one. So nice. I don't really know what to expect, but I, I, I know a lot of people say some weird shit when they come out of the, uh, being put to sleep. So I may, may have whoever takes me to my appointment. I might have them record me after I come out of anesthesia and put it up as a bonus Patreon episode. There you go. That we could put that on, uh, on America's funniest home videos. Yeah. Usually do they still do that. Our, America's funniest home videos. I think so. Pretty How sure have they, they not been just completely replaced by TikTok by now? I don't, well, I mean, they were the OG. I mean, they were basically the YouTube of their day. Yeah, but now the day is now. Well, the thing is, people can still go on there and, um, and try to win money. For by their submitting their videos. TikToks? Yeah, so I don't know. And right. I don't know, maybe people like watching it because it's kind of a tradition. Maybe. I guess so. I feel like with a colonoscopy, like, oh, uh, you said they have to put you out for it? Yeah, they're going to put me under. I haven't done it yet. I got six months to set up the uh, the appointment before my next wellness exam, so I think I might wait till the last second and go yeah. get it. I'm not in wait any hurry to go have a, a garden hose rammed up my hoo-ha. Five months and, and 29 days <laughs> later. I have to like August 10th or some shit. Now, don't they do colonoscopies, too, where you don't have to be put under? I mean, I don't know. But from what I've heard, they usually put you out for it. Really? I always thought that they didn't, that it was just two men just handling business in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I just, I don't know. I'd rather be out for it because, honestly, I look forward to being put under when I have to have procedures because, damn, that's some good sleep. And I don't get good sleep anymore, so I'm just, that's the only thing. I don't want to get the colonoscopy, but I'm looking forward to that nap, son. Like, that, I'm looking forward to that nap like Christmas. Dude, I feel like there's several Law & Order SVU episodes where the plot is just basically getting a colonoscopy. <laughs> he put me under with some anesthesia, and he shoved a giant camera up me. Ma'am, that's what they're supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk to a lawyer. Don't worry, Jacob. Age comes for us all. I'm finally at the age where I have to get a colonoscopy. Look, and age is going to come for me before I ever need a colonoscopy, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be long gone before then, buddy. You don't think all right? It, it, well, usually if you don't have uh, family history, they wait till you're 50. Used to be 40, but now it's 50. But since I have family history of it, they wants to go ahead and get me in there. Yeah, I don't have any family history of colon cancer, but they did want my dad to screen for it, like, a lot. And he, he did the Kohler guard, so he just had to poop in a box and mail it back to him. <laughs> that's what you, that's what Kohler guard is, dude. Like, so, it used to be a class A misdemeanor to mail poop, and now it's just fine. <laughs> and now it's official. You have to do it through right. certain channels. You can't, you can't just mail poop. You can't just shit in an envelope and send, slap a stamp on it and, it'll, and expect it to get where it's going. What I would do is I would buy up a bunch of color guard boxes and just mail them to my enemies. <laughs> <laughs> so have you heard about this thing now? Um, and actually, well, you're, you wouldn't be qualified for it either because you're not healthy. But oh, thanks. <laughs> there's people that um, you can shit in a box and send okay. it to this company, and they'll test it because there's this new 
um it's some kind of therapy they do for like um crohn's disease or something where they take it basically put like somebody else's healthy fecal matter uh, and bacteria into somebody else so it's like a poop transplant basically they're doing poop transplants and so if you have healthy enough poop they'll pay you for it they'll pay you for your poop to do what with it to and implant and take it and put it in the the bowels of a person who ha- doesn't have a healthy uh, intestinal tract. Well, stop, 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 stop. So <laughs> they're gonna take your poop. <laughs> take your poop. They're gonna cut someone else open. No, they just like I guess they they shove it up there. What do yeah, they? Do? I guess they use like maybe a turkey baster or something. <laughs> oh, so it's IVF poop. Yeah, making basically. Poop babies? Yeah, basically they're making poop babies back there. Just if you got a bad if you got a bad intestine or you're not doing the, the good flora and fauna bacteria or whatever it's called, they'll take somebody else's good poop and swish it around and make a solution out of it. I don't know, they might throw some Gatorade in there or something and swish it around and then they'll squirt it up in your your hoo ha and then you'll have a healthy colon. See, and and this is how I know that I'm not gonna live very long because there's so many of these things that I will never do. <laughs> and you imagine you ever you ever see those people that have like um they get a, a transplant, have like a kidney transplant, and then they'll go meet the person that they got their kidney tra- kidney from, and they'll be like, "Oh, you saved my life!" And it'll be like a heartwarming video on Instagram or something. Yeah, <laughs> what do you do with these people? Like, I got your poop in me, and like they have a big hug, and they're like we're shit brothers. <laughs> you just someone shows up on your door one day and is like excuse me sir are you jason robbins yeah like, oh yes and then she just starts rubbing her belly she's like well nine months ago <laughs> i borrowed some of your good poop for my bad poop and uh, now i have a poop baby now i have a food baby what <laughs> All right <laughs> cut me off if i've gone too far here but what if you get some good poop from a healthy, sexually active gay man. What does that have to do with anything? But then they mix it around in a solution, right? And it goes into a lady. And what if a little bit drips on down in there? Is that enough? You realize that a, a gay man's poop is the same as a regular, as a cis man's no, poop. No, no, I'm saying, I'm saying like, you know. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> What? Dude? What is wrong questions. with you? I'm just asking questions, dude. <laughs> See, this curious. is the kind of shit that's gonna get us not on on SNL, dude. As, we're gonna be fine without SNL, first of all, and second of all, Uncle Shane's got us. Okay, Uncle Shane's holding it down for all of the comedians that were never before gonna be on SNL. We'll be fine as long as we don't say just a clear racial slur. It'll be okay. I mean, so don't listen too hard back to our back. Paddle. If that's your worry, if a gay man's poop is going to somehow drip down into a woman's vagina, why yeah. are we talking about that? Like, you realize a woman can poop and not get poop in her vagina. Like, that's. I don't know how those work. It's how nature works. Like, there. So, of all the times. There are I've safeguards in place. Well, I'm just doing simple math here, Jason. I know. That women do not have a long taint like men have. And I also know that I've gotten a healthy amount of poop on my taint before. That's because you don't know how to wipe. You're a child. 
Nah, dude, it comes out with such force. It just spreads <laughs> everywhere. There's got to be ladies out there that's got the same problems as me. Well, I, I don't know. We'll have to get a lady on the show and ask these burning hot questions. <laughs> a lady that's got some big hot <laughs> trunks on her. <laughs> I don't know what to call a big old turret, a big, big hot logs. Uh. Oh, Hot God. Can we change the subject, please? This has gone to some dark places. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, dude. Shane Gillis hosting SNL. What do you what do you think about this? Is this is this good? Is this bad? Um, honestly, I watched the monologue. I didn't know much about Shane before all this uh happened. I mean, I'd I'd seen a little bit of his stuff here and there. Um mm. but I I watched his monologue. I thought it was okay. But it, I don't know. It just, it's, it felt a little, it felt really off. Like he was trying not to be controversial and ended up not being that funny. Like, because there's, a, there's a difference between being funny while you're bombing. Like Norm McDonald was funnier while he was bombing, but I don't think Shane is that funny when he's bombing. I feel like he's more, he gets really nervous and you could tell. See, my thing is like he he was still being trying to be edgy. Like he didn't change anything. He was still being himself. Like he he said retarded. He said gay. He said all these other things that uh, a normal, even like a Louis C.K. or a Dave Chappelle wouldn't say in their uh, hosting monologue. But then, yeah, but it it's also context too in the way he said those words. Not right. they were he weren't being said in a confrontational way. <coughs> well, know, gay they're... was, but that's like his thing. That's his trademark is just calling things gay. But it it's all it, it that's something we've lost as a, as a human race over the last couple of years is in, is the intention behind right words, and there was no ill intention behind those words. Well, I mean, there weren't any you know Ill intentions behind the words he said that got him canceled either, but. You know, uh, we're, well, we're finally just coming back around. Of, I think most things are taken completely out of context. If if yeah. if you were to take some of the shit we say on this show and just clip it out, like <laughs> we would be on on CNN in a second, getting yelled we, at. <laughs> which we do to ourselves, by the way. We clip out yeah. the horribly context TikToks and then just put them out for the world. And we've like, already gotten yet. We had people from Texas threaten to shoot us because we dared say something about Texas. So, you know, it's just, yeah, dude, by the happen. way, Texas fucking sucks, dude. If you're in Texas, <laughs> fuck you. I fucking hate you. This is definitely getting clipped out and I'm tagging that guy in it. Like, I hope your mom gets some good poop and then gets pregnant from it. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, Texas. <laughs> but, uh, dude, I, my thing is like, I don't think that he bombed that monologue. Like the SNL audience is so stiff and like, it's so cringy to me that like, this this is the kind of audience that laughs at like an actor's opening monologue. Well, that's what I was going like, to say. Most monologues are not that funny, right? They're all usually horrible, and they're poorly read. They're just they've been written on the cue cards. They've been trying to be you know memorize it this whole week, and then Shane goes out there and does some really good stand up that yeah I everyone online it. and everyone watching at home thinks is funny. It's yeah, just the I, people in the room think it sucks because. They're just just the New York liberal fan base of SNL. I mean, I thought it was funny. I mean, I'm liberal, and I thought it was funny. So, but right. 
you know, I I don't know. I I just felt like he could feel the 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 daggers being shot at him in the room, yeah. and that can definitely affect you, especially when you're on television in front of not only the people in the audience, but how many people are watching at home? At least a couple right. million watching live. And to be fair, like the the people that are diehard fans of SNL would make you look like a Republican, Daisy. Oh, I'm like they're sure. <laughs> wildly, horribly liberal. They there there were probably people who didn't attend that taping because Shane Gillis was hosting. Like, and, and let's make it clear: I think super far left people and super far right people are both equally awful. I, I think you all should just go live on Mars or something. Like, you just you're all just go to people. Texas. Yeah, go to Texas, and, and <laughs> you all just, deserve each other. Yeah, you all go to Texas and fight it out over there, and we'll we'll let Texas be its own country. You guys go do whatever the fuck you want to do. We'll send them all to Texas and then give Texas back to Mexico. <laughs> and then it'll just be getting it from three sides. Yeah. But I thought that it was the funniest episode of SNL I've seen in a very long time. Like, the, did you see the Lemu, Emu, and Doug skit? No, the thing is, I used to watch SNL when it was on Hulu, but it's not on Hulu anymore. So I got to watch it piece by piece on yeah. YouTube. And I haven't watched all the um, skits yet. I just watched the monologue. Dude, so they did a Liberty Mutual skit about with like Shane Gillis as Doug and with Lemu yeah. Emu, <laughs> and it's one of the funniest skits I've ever seen on SNL, dude. It's and it. it's only like two minutes long. And you have to go watch it. I'll go watch it tonight. I you because usually now since I don't get it on um, Hulu, because uh, usually I'll just put it on and do something else while I'm watching it. Um, because some, let's just face it, like 75% of SNL is crap since yeah. the 90s. Like, usually there's very rare to have, like, a great episode. I mean, there's been some funny stuff, you know, here and there. But for the most part, it's been kind of lame. So I don't really go and watch all the skits and shit. But now that it's on who, uh, I have to watch it on YouTube. I just kind of watch, I'll watch the monologue and I'll watch the um, um, weekend update. That's really all I watch, unless there's a, a breakout skit that I absolutely have to go watch. Yeah, and see, I don't even really do that anymore. I just watched all of the, the sketches because Shane was in them. And I think that them finally leaning back into stand-up is going to actually be good for them, too. Because like comedians like Shane Gillis and Nate Bargatze and these people that they're getting to host now have their own dedicated diehard fan base. Yeah. So if they have a million followers loosely, well, then that's potentially a million more people to watch your show that probably weren't watching it before because yeah. you have a crappy show that's been crappy for a decade. Well, I think when you, uh, it, it especially like, and I'm not just talking about like super far left wing. I'm talking like hardcore right wing shit. When you're catering to those people, those are a very small portion yep. of people. Like they may seem loud, but that's just because of the nature of the internet. Most people I would like to think are like us pretty, you know, a little bit on one side or the other of the middle, like, or what would you say? Like, um, centrists or whatever. Like I, I want, everybody to get along I, I want everybody to be free do whatever you want you know i don't i don't care how you live your life whether you're you're gay or if you're 
if you're uh, a super uh, you know Christian, I don't give a shit. And that's the thing that bugs me about the world. Like, why is it when you say that you're an atheist or an agnostic, most Christian people get off- instantly offended? Yeah. Like, and I think I figured it out, too. Like, I had so many people mad at me, especially in my own family, when I came out as, ag- quote, agnostic. Oh, you had to come out? <laughs> yeah, I had to come out as agnostic. Because, I, you know, like, come on. <laughs> it, it's weird. All that shit's weird. Christianity, like, it's all weird. And, like, I don't care what you believe, but when I, when you, when I said I was agnostic, people got so mad at me. And, like, I think I figured it out that when you're an agnostic, it stirs something within them that maybe they don't really believe all that stuff either. And they're just yeah. afraid to be like I am. <laughs> or I just, I don't give a shit right see i think the problem is that not everyone else is like us we're like you have your own core beliefs and then if someone else disagrees with those core beliefs that's fine you can disagree all you want you can even hate it you can even hate me for having it but i'm not gonna care about whatever it is that you do i just care about myself like there's I don't I think that 90% of the world does not have that in them. Yeah. Like they have to encroach on other people and tell them what they can and can't do. You know what it's, most it's people just what it is. Most people just want to want to go to work, they want to hang out with their friends and family, they want want some good entertainment, and they don't want to be preached to. You know, they don't want people trying to tell them how to live their lives. And if you're one of those people that wants to tell everybody else else how to live their life, go eat shit. I mean, it's, it's, it's not your pro their other people's business is not your business. So I think most people are like us. We're just like, if you think differently than me, that's fine. Yeah. And I think a problem too, is that like everyone is finding such different paths in life. Once you reach a certain age, because like everyone over 50, it, it, I mean, they're not living in current times. I mean, no. they're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're people who are like, you know, I hate you for thinking this like most of the time. But now we we have people who like before the age of 30, they've either gone to college, been brought up on these college campuses, been shown these liberal ideals as fact through the education basis of the college campuses. And now this is a core belief for them and everything else is incorrect. And then we've got the people who didn't take that route, probably joined the military went to boot camp, shaved their head, bought a bunch of guns, doesn't have an education, thinks, well, all that matters is my family and my tradition, and anyone that doesn't think that, I'm going to fucking shoot them and kill them. Like, that's that's the two sides of the world that are currently coming up at the same time right now, which is why there's a divide. And I just feel so weird (laughs) in the world we live in now, because it's just, like, I just want some good comedy. You know, and I want people to be able to, to, uh, in a playful manner, roast, you know, like punch up, but also you can punch sideways and sometimes you, it's okay to punch down as long as there's no malice behind because there's nothing wrong with ribbing other people or, or, you know, and roasting, uh, telling jokes about people. Like, like I say, punch sideways or, you know, definitely punch up to, you know, talk truth to power but you know it, it people get so hung up on 
like nuance has been lost in today's world. Like you just, yeah. context is king, but there's no longer context to anything. Yeah. And, and as far as the punching down thing goes, it's like when you do punch down on somebody, first of all, like the people that you say punch down to, like, oh, you can't punch down to black people, Asian people, Mexican people, trans people, gay people. Well, you saying that makes it your opinion that you think those people are below you and me. Exactly. So if if I don't think that, it's not punching down, dude. It's Thank me. You. It's another person. It's another. It's different. It's not under me. Yes. Like I, so many people bring that up. We're like, oh, you're punching down on trans people, dude. Trans people have the same brain, the same emotions. Like it, they're just people. It's all just people like punching down would be like social status. If you were if you were Jerry Seinfeld, like roasting uh, a fucking homeless person like that's that's punching down because that's something that you can measure like you can't measure the worth of people. And I like I said, context is everything and intention is everything. Like, uh, and I do agree that like, there's a lot of comedians out there who, you know, say quote punch down or whatever that do do it out of a place of meanness and they need, Not to, rife. and they do need to be called out for it. Yeah. Uh, especially if, if, if their ideas about, you know, people that they're making fun of are fucked up and stupid. Like they just need yeah. to be taken to the side and being like, Hey, here, let me educate you on some shit. Well, the, the comics that do that aren't good enough comics to be able to just get rid of that bit and replace it with a bit that's this just as good or better to them. Yeah. Like Matt Rife's never going to replace a bit like that because he only has so much material like he doesn't he wrote enough material for his specials and does crowd work like, you know, it it's yeah. Yeah, I mean, all I'm saying is, like, it's just it, if, as a comedian, if you do jokes out of a place of love for your fellow man, it's different than doing, you know, just straight meanness kind of shit. Like, there, there is intention behind stuff. Right. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm just be talking weird, but that's just that's just how I feel about it. Yeah, and I mean, there, I think we're in a pendulum swing right now where. Like before COVID, ever so much got taken off the table and what people can joke about that now in the post-COVID world, after everyone's been able to just kind of sit there and think and be to themselves, they're like, no, we don't, we're not mad anymore. We had a timeout. Like, we and don't I, care. Like the I pendulum swinging is too no- far in the other direction to where like we can make fun of everything now, I think. Nobody knows how to laugh at themselves anymore. Everybody takes the, uh, everything so serious nowadays. And even I'm guilty of this, you know, taking shit yeah. too seriously. Some stuff that doesn't need to be taken serious. And it's like, we all need to just, as, as a society, take a step back, <laughs> take a deep breath, and try to be better to one another. Right. I mean, and, and in the context of comedy, I think you can get away with anything like... <laughs> You know, Shane Gillis got canceled for all the stuff he said, and then he goes on to become arguably the most successful comic in the world right now. 
by just staying exactly the same yeah. and letting society change around him. Like he knew that he was talented. He knew he had something good. It's just everyone has to kind of stop being so sensitive and realize it so he can host SNL. The thing when it comes to somebody like Shane Gillis is you'll have, you know, people far left people who like him and think that he's telling these kind of jokes like he is to, to in a certain way. To, uh, it's hard to, I'm trying to explain this better, but then there are people on the right who are like, yeah, he's, you know, he's just talking. He's shit. one of us. Yeah. He's one of us. But like, I, I don't want to be, I would never want to be in that position. Cause like that just feels gross to me. I don't know. I don't think he really even preys on politics a lot aside from like his connection to Donald Trump, which I mean, he's parodies Trump. And then he also openly states like in his stand up and podcast, like I love Donald Trump. Like he's, he's never said that he's like a, or maybe he has, but you know, he doesn't like say like, I'm a Trump supporter. We should all vote for Trump. He's just like, I love Donald Trump because I'm assuming he's hilarious and he's, a good source of like material and inspiration for him. Yeah. He's never been like, we should all vote for Donald Trump <laughs> and I'm using my platform to make sure that happens. Yeah. I'm going to clip that out of you saying that and put it on the, the internet. <laughs> Let's do it, dude. I'm fine with it at this point. I, I'm look, the older that I get, the further to the right I go, Jason. I'm getting real cranky real fast. No, we need Donnie back. I have to, no, we need Donnie back, dude. I will have severe anxiety. I'm I had an anxiety attack every day for four years that that dude was in office. Like I do not like him at all. Not that nah, we need Donnie back, dude. He's got to drain the swamp. I actually think I'm gonna uh, do a write-in candidate for a potato this next collect this next election then you might as well just vote for Joe Biden because he is a potato. <laughs> I'm going to write He's... in breakfast potatoes. <laughs> breakfast potatoes. <laughs> Joe Biden's cooked like a breakfast potato, boy. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, that was, um, that was a quick 30-minute episode. Wow. Oh, wow. How that about was that? 30 minutes. Wow. That's well, crazy. I didn't feel like 30 minutes, but all right. I guess so. Hey, that's what she said. And uh, I guess I'm going to go... Uh, Go die now. <laughs> That's fine. You know what? That's fine. Just um, put me in your estate. I'll I'll get all three of your comic books and your your DVDs, and and we'll roll with it. Uh, you know, after I die, you can take my ashes, mix it up with a little bit of poop, and uh, <laughs> all of you out there can <laughs> you take Paste a it right up there. Take a turkey baster and just get in a circle and just uh, you just go to town, and you can all have a little piece of me inside you dude imagine at like three in the morning like five days after you die my fiance just hears things being knocked over in the bathroom and she's like oh my god jacob what's going on and she swings the door open and she's like oh you're boofing jason again <laughs> <laughs> i miss him so much <laughs> just have my legs over my head <laughs> oh great i want him inside me one more time <laughs> Uh, well, that's a good visual to go out on. So, gay <laughs> subtext. Uh, anything else before we leave this episode? Uh, not really, man. I got uh, March all booked up, dude. We have a curse where, like, if I announce who our guests are, yeah. slightly prematurely, 
it gets canceled a hundred percent of the time. It's happened as far back as like Paul Rodriguez, and now as soon as Caitlin Palufo, like we we announced her slightly early, like a week early, and and now that interview's just gone in the wind. Um, so I'm we're gonna we've got guests for March. That's all you're gonna know is that people will be on this podcast in March. I'm not awesome. gonna say who it is. Go to the website and look at who it is. Uh, but yeah, you guys stay tuned. Get in the Patreon. We got a couple new Patreon subscribers, man. We're we're getting we're getting close, Jason. We're getting close to being able to just quit our jobs and live off that hundred dollars of Patreon money. <laughs> uh, well, I guess that's gonna do it for this week. Um, uh, let me go ahead and play our music here. You can email us. Email us at openmicerspodcast at gmail.com. Openmicers.com takes you to our website where we keep all the blog and all that stuff over there. Uh, Linktree slash openmicerspodcast is our link tree. Takes you everywhere you need to go, all the socials, all that good stuff. That's going to do it for this week. We love you all, and we'll see you again right here next week. I'm going to poop you out. This podcast is brought to you by our mobile gaming partner, Globe Glider. If you like the fast-paced action of games like Flappy Bird mixed with the strategy of Balloon's Tower Defense, then Globe Glider is for you. Making a donation to the game using our partnership will not only give you sweet in-game prizes, but also unlocks an exclusive open micers cape and helps a small indie gaming company thrive. Download Globe Glider now on the App Store or Google Play. We got to tell you guys about B-Res Coffee Company. That's right. B-Res Coffee is a small business established here on the Gulf Coast that was created for gamers by gamers. Whatever kind of coffee you like, they got you covered. Like the out-of-this-world chocolate and caramel flavored roast. Or the Two Hardies One Ship, which is a rum and dark chocolate flavored roast. You can even get your very own Open Micers Roast of Coffee. So if you like us, you'll like this dark roast too. So head over to brezcoffeeco.com and use our code OMPODCAST for 10% off of your order. This podcast is a Zoo House LLC production.